coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, over the river and through the woods to Bowser's house we go? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great, Patrick. You know, uh, you and I both really like The Simpsons. I've been watching a lot of mm. The Simpsons. And I kind of, you know, I've watched the few seasons, like the handful of seasons that I really like. I've watched them on Disney Plus to death. And then recently, for whatever reason, I remembered that Futurama exists. So I have yes. uh, been making my way slowly through Futurama on Hulu. Uh, I'm doing the same. I find it to be a little bit uh, tougher just because it's got those commercials in it. Hulu, get rid of those commercials. <laughs> yeah. Once also, it... real, real question, why isn't it on Disney Plus? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, uh, yeah. The, the dividing line between like what makes Disney Plus and make, what makes Hulu yeah. Is so I feel like they put the Simpsons on Disney Plus because they needed they wanted like yet another reason for people to subscribe to Disney Plus because there's you know if you're not really into Star Wars, Marvel, or Disney, there's not a ton necessarily on Disney sure. Plus for you, and so having like the Simpsons probably gets people who normally like wouldn't get Disney Plus otherwise. Yeah, no, it it, it is true because it's not like there's a, a ton of just like. Fox TV shows or whatever on there. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, like, it feels like it would be a goldmine if they were just like, yeah, put, uh, and, but then they probably wouldn't want to put like Family Guy up there, right? Yeah, but, like, exactly. Futurama and like Bob's Burgers. Like, why isn't Bob's Burgers up there? <laughs> it's such a weird line. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't at all. Speaking of lines that don't make any sense, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? Um, this is a game about Mark. I don't think we've talked enough about what Sonic Forces actually is for people to appreciate how bizarre it is that you can borrow my copy. It's a game about the Sonic the Hedgehog characters like enacting global rebellion against a <laughs> uh, fascistic Eggman. It's nuts. You get to play as your own rebellious character that you create. Uh, it's a weird little animal. I made mine a bird. I don't like him. Um. If you'd like to borrow my copy of this game, you can. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And speaking of a weird little bird, you may accidentally get the uh, copy of uh, Untitled Goose Game uh, because he is now thrown in there as a spoiler. Uh, you have no control over which game you get. Uh, I have control over which one I send to you, but I will not be swayed by your emails or your pleas uh, to get one game or the other. Get on the list or don't, but I urge you to get on the list it of course remains the perfect program i mean absolutely mark um we are coming into the thanksgiving holiday uh and so i think we should screw around no further get down to the serious business of the day and discuss some nintendo family thanksgiving celebrations <laughs> All right, so this is uh this is a, a good excuse for some uh goofy times, uh you and me. We're going to lay out a scenario within the universe of Nintendo. Uh 
featuring Nintendo characters. We're going to figure out how their Thanksgiving is going to work. Maybe who's doing the cooking, who's sitting with who, who gets relegated to the kids' table. Um, and uh, so that's, that, that's basically how this is going to go. We've got a couple scenarios laid out. I've got a couple uh, groups of characters. Uh, now, Mark, these groups, sometimes they make a lot of sense. You're like, these characters would spend time together. Or these characters have spent time together. But sometimes these groups, uh, you know, not, n- not, sometimes not that. But I, but I think, like, that's very fitting because I don't know about you, but, you know, over the course of my life, I have had Thanksgiving where you're like, yes, this, like, group of people makes sense. They are all my friends. Um, we are hanging out. And then other times you're like, yes. ah, this is a weird amalgamation of people that in normal circumstances would not be hanging out together. And yet here we are in somebody's studio apartment enjoying Thanksgiving dinner. There's that. There's also like, oh, yeah, my parents couldn't make it to Thanksgiving this year. So we're with my aunt and uncle and their weird conservative <laughs> friends. And then there's also the time where it's like, oh, yeah, Doug wasn't going to go home for Thanksgiving because he lives in Portland. And like, so he just stayed and came to our family Thanksgiving. So Doug is just there <laughs> and he's like the only outside. So, yeah, I, I think I think it is it is fine and in the spirit of a true Thanksgiving um, and also in the spirit of a, a true Thanksgiving. We reserve the right to add any characters and any number of characters to any of these groups at any time we can be like just about ready to seat everyone and say they're gonna have a nice pleasant dinner and then knock 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 here come three more people and we have to deal with them too mark does that sound fair does that sound true it does sound yeah it's like these are frighteningly real scenarios but with nintendo (laughs) characters Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know we're sort sort of doing this uh, because you know obviously it, it we are we're coming up to Thanksgiving and uh, for a lot of people that's going to look different than it normally does. It's going to be a weird um, Thanksgiving. It's going to be a totally weird Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't have any plans to see anyone except the woman I live with. <laughs> um, and uh, you know that's just that's what what's going to be. Uh, and that and that's fine. And so I'm 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 thinking that we are going to. Uh, either you know watch a bunch of movies or like play some video games or something so like that that that's what this is we're getting like into the spirit of uh em- embracing the sort of parasocial non-social nature of our video gaming habits and our connection to uh nintendo characters have i have i justified it too much mark <laughs> I, I, I think i think just enough should we <laughs> yeah. get into the list the groupings of characters uh, sure. So uh, the the groupings of characters they don't have names. Would you like me to just say who is in each group of characters? Yeah, let's just run it down. Okay. So group number one has three guests. Three: Donkey Kong, Tom Nook, and Baby Daisy. Perfect. Group number two has four guests, and this one uh, feels like there's going to be a, a little bit of uh, friction here. Uh, the first character is Ingo. From Ocarina of Time, the uh, the crooked rancher uh, who ends up taking over Malin and Talon's ranch. Uh, Dr. Jones, uh, Mike Jones's uncle from Star Tropics. Yoshi and Kirby. Mm, that is a good group. That, that's, it, look, it's, it's an intriguing it's group. group. That's, it's an intriguing group, yes. It, it's half trouble and uh, maybe it's all trouble. It might be uh, all but, trouble. <laughs> it might be all trouble, but half of that trouble is going to eat everything on that table <laughs> twice. <laughs> Uh, group number three has four guests. Uh, they are Drago from Ring Fit Adventure, King DDD, Brittany 
from uh, Pikmin 3. So she's one of the little Olimar-like guys. And Mayor Pauline being graced by the, the presence of the mayor of New Donk City. Uh, group number four is three guests. This is straightforward. Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri mm. from Fire Emblem <laughs> Three Houses. <laughs> group number five. This has five guests. Uh, see if you can catch the theme. They are Hestu from Breath of the Wild. That's the, the Korok, uh, the giant Korok dancing man with the maracas. Uh, Mr. Wright from Link's Awakening, who has the pen pal who is a goat. Um, Linebeck from the Phantom Hourglass. Agatha from Twilight Princess. And Madame Couture from Triforce Heroes. It's a good so group. All, what, what is the, it's a good group. Yeah. They're, they're all Zelda characters. Oh, they're all Zelda characters. Um, and all from different games. Um, and the final group, group six, uh, starts off with a little theme and then uh, goes nuts with it. Um, uh, there are five, five characters in group six. Rusty from Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Uh, the Bunny from Nintendo, Nintendo Badge <laughs> Arcade. Captain Toad, Wart, and Fawful from the Mario and Luigi RPGs. Oh, this is good. You know what? I am worried, not for us, but I'm worried for the world, that we might be the only podcast that's still talking about Rusty from Rusty's Real Deal Baseball because I don't think that character gets uh, it's a, love. It's a real shame. Oh, and the bunny. Frankly, both of these characters have been forgotten to the dustbin of Nintendo history, and we <laughs> will not allow that. We will not allow to sl- them to slide into obscurity. Yeah, they're I mean, important in there too. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Fawful. Like, look, if if I'm picking groups of characters, we're gonna get some obscure. Just be glad Stanley the Bugman from Donkey Kong Three <laughs> isn't in here, okay? <laughs> Um, or the uh, the scientist from uh, Gyromite. God, I used them in something recently, and I can't even remember what his name is. Uh, anyway, um, so the first scenario, the first Thanksgiving scenario that we are positing is uh, scenario number one. Luigi, Waluigi's studio apartment. He has six folding chairs and an office chair and three TV trays that he's going to squeeze together to make a makeshift table. (laughs) This feels so real to life. (laughs) I have definitely been to this Thanksgiving before. I mean, this is a Thanksgiving that, uh, except with fewer folding chairs that uh, (laughs) that I've put on. Where did Waluigi get six folding chairs? I don't know that we want to know. I think he definitely like either scavenged or he stole them from a church. I mean, he probably stole them from a church. I think it is possible that he is also like doing some part-time work with an events company and he just like took him home <laughs> he for the totally, weekend. Yeah, I could definitely see Waluigi like catering. Like the, yeah. he, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Waluigi's a part-time caterer. Um, okay, so while Waluigi is there, should we come up with, oh no, okay. So, and there's room for six other people, right? Um, shall we generate uh, randomly which one of these groups is going to be yeah, attending? Yeah, let's start there. Is, okay. Uh, I kind of feel, I mean, I guess it depends on what group it is, but I kind of feel bad for whoever, actually, I shouldn't be so negative. Maybe this turns out to be a great Thanksgiving. I mean, I have had, uh, Thanksgivings like this, uh, that have turned out to be okay. (laughs) All right. Group number four is attending, uh, which, oh man. Okay. We're going to have to, uh, pad this one out a little bit because so far the three guests that Waluigi has invited to his Thanksgiving dinner. Are Edelgard, Claude, <laughs> and Dimitri. Do you know what? 
I actually think from that, Fire Emblem Three. I actually Hogwarts. think that this is not a bad start for people who are going to be at Waluigi's Thanksgiving. Like why they're there, I'm not entirely sure. I could see that like all three of the okay. I think it's very possible. We hold on. We need to establish first: is this them before the time jump or after the time jump? Because <laughs> oh, their yeah, no, their selves really good are point. so different. Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think it should be before. Uh, right? that, that was my instinct too. And the reason I was going to go with that is because let, if if it is true, as we are potentially positing, that Waluigi yes. is a part-time caterer, and I think like this, this does. I, this is not outside of the realm of possibility to me because we know that something is up with Waluigi. He is not truly evil. It's like put upon evil. Yes. And so, yeah. so I, I could totally. Yeah, it's, it's an affectation. Yes. And so I could, to- yes. I think in, he could totally have just like a average everyday like job. And then he also has this like cosplay as like a villain. And so if it is true that he has a catering company, then in these like high school job age, Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri could totally be waiters at his. Oh, that's and so that's how they know each other, and they kind of feel bad for Waluigi because he's just going to spend Thanksgiving by himself. So he's like, "Oh yeah, they're like, we're going to go to a second Thanksgiving. Maybe this is their second Thanksgiving, but they're yep. you know like they're like, yeah, we're going to show up for our boss because um, he's the one who like they pity him a little bit. Everybody pities Waluigi a little bit." Okay, so that's a good scenario, but I wonder if um, it isn't that Waluigi's catering company, which again, he doesn't, it's not a catering company that he owns. He <laughs> right, works for right, it. Right, yes, right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a, that is an <laughs> so, important point. Yeah. Um, that he, they were catering an event at Garrick Mock Monastery, um, and that's how Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri met him in the first place. Um, we're like, what's up with this tall, gangly guy? We all know from playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses that everyone is drawn to the tall, gangly weirdos <laughs> all the time. Um, and so they like struck up a conversation with him and then, you know, hatched this plan to have their like sort of second Thanksgiving um, at Waluigi's house. Mark, do you think there's anyone else in attendance? Like maybe anyone else from uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses or any- maybe anyone from uh, Waluigi's world or possibly anyone else that works at this catering company that we've now established and is absolutely canon? Who else in the Nintendo universe would have like a job slash part time gig at a catering company? I think that Slippy Toad might. Slippy Toad definitely might. So I would say that he he's not so much on the catering side, but he is in like the event planning. He's the one who will like set up your projector and like the PowerPoint. Right, as you're going to do like a, a slideshow um, that like plays during the like father daughter dance or whatever. Right, right. So like, so like, Slippy was definitely there. Yeah, I think Slippy for sure is is at this, um, and he is he probably shows up early, right, to like help Waluigi. He shows up early, and he's like oblivious to the awkwardness of the rest of the event. Right, right. And Waluigi wants this to go well. It's right? so like, important to him. Because he, he pretends that he doesn't care, but he cares so deeply. Right. So, so deeply. So, okay, he's got Slippy there because Slippy's his boy, right? They're, they're, they're bros. Well, and Does also, invite- like, by comparison, because, look, you want Edelgard, you want Claude, you want Dimitri to think that you are super cool. And by comparison, yes. like, 
I think I don't know if it'll work, but I think Waluigi thinks like, oh, if I have Slippy around, I will look cooler by comparison. I don't know that that's true, but I think that's what he's hoping. So I think Waluigi. I mean, you're right. You're 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 absolutely right that he's playing this sort of like game of uh, social chess here, right? Uh, he's trying to position himself as better than someone at least. But I think he's also got to, and he probably lured Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri there by saying that someone else is going to be in attendance. And I don't know if this person will actually be there or not, but it has to be someone with status. Who do we think Waluigi could promise will be there who might not actually end up being there? My first thought is Wario, because I think Mm. he has some connection to Wario. Um, You know, like he's able to get a hold of him. And I think whether Wario shows up... But he's got to like DM him on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. They're they're friends on Instagram, so he can like, yeah, he can send him a message. Um, but he's not he's not able to call him. And I think for Waluigi, if Wario shows up, like, I think either way, it is bad news for him. I think if Wario yeah. doesn't show up, then, like, Edelgard and Claude and Dimitri are like, oh, clearly he doesn't have the connections he says he does. Uh, if Wario does show up, he's, like, the real deal. And he's the real, like, smelly motorcycle riding deal. Right. And that Waluigi and, will, and like, like, be pale com- in comparison to but, like, part of what makes him so intriguing is that he is also this, like, world-renowned treasure hunter slash greed monster, <laughs> right? So, like, it, everyone will want to hear his tales yeah. of... Yeah, I mean, I just imagine him as, like, a, a, a fat, stinky Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Like, oh everyone gosh. wants to spend time with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's such a good... Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. That really is what Wario is. Okay, so the one thing that we are missing here... Is and I guess like maybe the catering plays into this, but who is preparing the food? Um, Waluigi has one more chair that he could fill. Um, if he wants to invite someone and like trick them into uh, making food, um, otherwise he's got to do it. Like possibly with Slippy's help, but like maybe not. Um, I, I feel like he's gonna need some help. Do you have Do you have any uh, any thoughts there? Do you think you could get Roy to show up? Mm. Do you think Roy is going to do any work? Or I don't Roy, think he, Roy seems too cool to me. I, oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I don't know that he's going to... I, here's what I think. This is what I think we need to find. And maybe Roy is not the right person. But what I yeah. think we need to find is somebody who is going to bring food. They are that responsible. But it's not like... It is... And this is not necessarily a bad thing. But it is what they picked up at the grocery store. Like, they were like, I'm going sure. to the grocery store. I'm grabbing to like, the hot bar. Yeah, sure. like whatever. Yeah. I, but like, I will show up with food. But like, I I'm not bake. I'm not making this myself. Yeah, no that that that's a good call. What if um uh, on Waluigi's way out of Garrick Mock Monastery on the day that he catered whatever event, he runs into Anna the merchant who has uh, a a, a well established history of buying and selling things. She can go to the market. She can get a good deal. And then just sort of drop all the food stuffs in Wario's lap. And Wario's like, great, I know how to put this in some chafing dishes and serve it warm. <laughs> but then does she stick around? Is she like, she is she also there? Or is she just like... Del- yeah, I think I think so. Okay. She she may be she may be there like uh being paid for it on the sly. Like she she's always looking for, you know, a a, a hustle, right? Um and I, I don't think Waluigi is above paying his paying for friends, right? Yeah, I think that's true. 
And I think like with this group of people, this is probably not a bad time. Like I think they get plastered. I think there is so much alcohol yes. being consumed. You know who brings? So it's it, they don't even the uh, Waluigi doesn't think it's going to be a like boozy bacchanalia, but Claude brings <laughs> wine. <laughs> yeah, the three head of like the houses, like Edelgard, Claude, yes. and Dimitri, can put it down, no question. One hundred percent. Who do you think is the best drinker among Edelgard, think, uh, Claude, and Dimitri? I think it's probably Edelgard. Uh, I was gonna say Dimitri because he's like a Viking almost, right? <laughs> yeah, like he he definitely he will after, be he after will the be. time jump. He turns very <laughs> grizzled, but I think like uh, I I actually like the symmetry of it being Edelgard who's like good at it now because then like Dimitri yes. later is like you know he'll catch up later exactly yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think at some point, uh, Edelgard and Wario, Wario's got to show up, right? Totally. He shows up late. Uh, but Edelgard and Wario get into a drinking contest at some point. <laughs> and Edelgard outdrinks Wario. Yeah, Edelgard definitely has like a, a Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> thing going for sure. Where, where she's like staggering and like barely able to move. And then she's like fine to talk to some Nazis afterwards. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Takes and two you know, seconds. when we're talking like um, fat, stinky Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think this is perfect. All right. So the complete guest list for Waluigi's studio apartment is Waluigi himself, of course. Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri. Slippy Toad, Wario, and Anna from Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is a good Thanksgiving. A, I, I, I like this Thanksgiving. one. Um, all right, so we are moving on, Mark, to scenario number two. Uh, this, of course, is Bowser Jr.'s loft apartment in his newly gentrified arts district of downtown Mushroom Kingdom, um, which means this is a very nice apartment. Um, it is uh, new. Is, was it a furnished apartment? It's furnished, right? I think it's furnished because I, I, I think that Bowser Jr. is probably like a trust fund, fund Bowser. and Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so he is just um, getting like the furnished apartment. He want, it's probably going to be trashed when he leaves that when he leaves. Like he doesn't care about the deposit. None of that. Yeah, that's right. Mo- move in ready. OK, uh, we are going to uh, generate is is this. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll generate the group. Uh, it is group number two, uh, which is Ingo from the Ocarina of Time, Dr. Jones from Star Tropics. Yoshi and Kirby. <laughs> okay. So, uh, for we we have not established how many people Bowser Junior's loft can seat. Uh, how how many people it can reasonably expected to eat here. Um, but I think we probably have room for you know another like two to three more guests if we want them. I could also see Bowser Junior trying to. Uh, really do like an exclusive sort of thing, right? Like none of these other characters have connections to each other. So it's almost like he went through and like picked influential people in different spheres, right? Yeah. So um, I wonder if this is like his group because it's a pretty eclectic group, right? It has like one minor villain, one respected archaeologist, and then Yoshi and Kirby. And so I wonder if in my head initially, you know, he was Bowser Jr. was maybe like a little fratty, but I wonder if that is not the like, I wonder if that is not the case. I wonder if he's more like um, Yale, like skull and bones type yuppie. Yeah. I mean, I I think I think there's there's a relatively straight line from like fratty to uh, 
uh, wall, uh, 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 what, uh, sorry, Yale, uh, Skull and Bones, um, uh, to like kind of Wall Street douchebag is yeah. sort of what I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Like he's, he's on that curve for sure. Um, like a little Patrick Bateman without the, uh, without the multiple murders. Right. right. Like, um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's inviting powerful people, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's inviting. Yes. It's about like status. And so yes. I, so I do think there's room for more because you, you do have to question like, why would Yoshi or why would Kirby attend? Well, I mean, Kirby is an interesting case because we've talked about him on multiple occasions. He's virtually a god. He's virtually a cosmic god, right? <laughs> who who traverses Manhattan all of, of the, space. Uh, um, Nintendo Universe, for sure. At the very least, the Doctor Who of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> Nintendo Universe. He's some sort of doctor. But yeah, I guess Yoshi is a little bit more perplexing. Why is Yoshi there? I, you could argue, and I mm-hmm. don't... Um, I don't necessarily have facts to back this up, but I don't have facts to not back this up. That Yoshi is Great. not that smart. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I mean, he might have like, like a for like just... for a dinosaur, or just uh, <laughs> by virtue of being a dinosaur. Uh, um, you know, I think it could. I that's a great question. I think it could be both. Uh, I think he could be both by virtue of being a dinosaur, not that smart, yeah. yes. but also among dinosaurs. Like he is not that smart. I I get a little like bit of a um just like dog vibe from Yoshi, where he's eager to yeah, please, and that's that not too. a bad thing. But I don't know that he's necessarily like entirely discerning. So I don't know that he knows that Bowser Junior is taking advantage of him. Sure. Well, and uh, I mean also like uh Yoshi is a part of like the Bowser Junior universe, right? Like yeah. it, it's maybe it's maybe more of a power play, right? Cuz like Bowser Jr is something that we get in Yoshi games a lot, right? Like he is he is a regular fixture. So they're sort of regular antagonists. So I wonder if this is part of here's what the scenario is. This is Bowser Jr trying to find a different way to deal with Yoshi, right? Like Yoshi for years has been a thorn in his side. Um, you know, stopping him from doing like whatever he's able to do so this is where he's like look this is me extending an not an, an olive branch to because, you um do you yeah, think go. yeah because uh, because look bowser jr and yes. mario and the rest of it like have a history right and so what mm-hmm. better way to get revenge on mario than like turning wow yoshi and Yoshi may not be smart enough to understand what's happening. So he's just like, hey, like, I'm going to be the peacemaker. I'm, I can be friends with everybody, not knowing that Bowser Jr. is trying to, like, turn Yoshi against yes. Mario. This is like Succession and Yoshi is Cousin Greg. <laughs> this is perfect. Okay, so, so we just need to uh, maybe establish a few more, uh, like, high rollers, I- important people that Bowser Jr. can invite to his Thanksgiving to try to impress. <laughs> this is all now under the guise of impressing, impressing Yoshi, right? <laughs> right, right. So Ingo, who successfully uh, took over and mismanaged a ranch. Um, Dr. Jones, who... Uh, these are all <laughs> like people who succeed but also fail. Which right? is fitting for Bowser Jr., right? Because like, totally, his yeah. Machiavellian plans are not going to work, but he is attempting it. Yes, yes. So we, we need other... like villains that are or not not necessarily villains but people who have aspirations uh, but are also sort of fine living in failure right yeah yeah i still don't entirely know what kirby is doing here but (laughs) 
he but if if Kirby is indeed right right like a uh god like he has more sentience than any of us could hope for perhaps he is playing a longer con that like we just can't understand Kirby works in mysterious ways yeah no I I I will agree with that that Kirby in in fact does work in mysterious ways what about uh Gruntilda Gruntilla Gruntilda um from Banjo Kazooie the the witch who uh, steals uh, Banjo's sister, Tui, to steal her beauty. Yeah, I think that's the perfect one. Because for me, Gruntilda is, like, is the main villain of those games, um, but is a, like, kind of, but is a B-tier, B-minus-tier villain. And so, yes, totally. like, somebody that Bowser Jr. could totally get. Yeah, that, 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 that makes perfect sense to me. Um, is, is there anyone else that comes to mind... Uh, for for this party um since kirby is kind of like a cosmic character i wonder if you mm-hmm. could, if uh, he would be able to get tatanga from super mario land oh that's interesting uh yeah i i yeah absolutely let's 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 throw tatanga in here uh tatanga um and he can bring i, I think this is definitely going to be like a potluck situation right for like, sure yeah no, no one person is going to be bringing all the dishes, and I think we also can't really expect Yoshi or Kirby to bring anything, um, because yeah. they're both going to be. I mean, they're they're nonstop eating machines, right? Like uh, Kirby, especially, he can't he cannot bring food anywhere. He'll eat it on the way. <laughs> he can't help himself. Yoshi, I think, like he doesn't even understand the social norms that like he should bring something, so he shows right. up with nothing, but is totally like, and everybody's fine with it. But he's like, if we need anything, I'll run and get it. Like, I'm happy to do it. I just didn't have the forethought to, like, buy something. Yeah. No, this is good. And, and Ingo brings, like, you know, some Lon Lon milk. Um, <laughs> Tatanga brings, like, an alien dish. Gruntilda makes, like, a soup in a cauldron. Um, Dr. Jones Dr. brings Jones... Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's good. It's maybe a little bit beverage heavy, but, like, it's, 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 they, it's, it's good. Do they have a good time? Like... You know, the, the last one sort of de- devolved into a positive experience, but like a drinking game, it got rowdy for I, sure. So I don't think they do. I think this is too weird of a group. And I think Bowser Jr. has aspirations of like evilness, yeah. but he's not so bad at it that I think like yeah. everyone just ends up being like, what was the deal with that Thanksgiving? Yeah. And I think what really happens is Ingo, who has a history of, uh, you know, breaking horses, right? For like breaking animals and bending them to his will. I think he's going to leave with control over Kirby. I think Ingo <laughs> and Kirby, or not Kirby, Yoshi, leave together. And then like they're buds. And like Bowser Jr. messed it up. Yeah, I totally think so. I mean, Bowser Jr. fails for sure. There's no way that yeah. like Bowser Jr. achieves what he wants out of this. Um, and, uh, Dr. Jones leaves after 25 minutes. <laughs> he goes missing. Nobody's quite he's, sure. He, <laughs> yeah. He's probably been kidnapped by aliens that have nothing to do with the <laughs> All right. Um, that's a good one. Scenario number three is next. This one is a simple setup. This is Tingle's house in the country. Um, uh, Mark, we will now, uh, we have three, no, four, we have four groups remaining. So... Group number one. This is a small group, an intimate group. Donkey Kong, Tom Nook, and Baby Daisy. So, my, in my head, when I think of Tingle's house in the country, what I'm thinking of is the end of Minority Report, where, like, the precogs 
are all in that cottage and they're kind of like they have been secreted away from the world and they are yeah. like safe there and that is kind of how i imagine the end game for tingle is and I, it's not a sad thing but i think like just with like all the social pressure he feels plus his totally. obsession with mapping i think it like he gets so his brain gets so like wired up and he, that he needs this like removal from society and just to, to like calm him so he is in like he can find the balance in his life and so that is what i'm imagining i'm imagining like tingle after he is like taken up watercolors where he is in yeah. like a calmer 100 in his life well and i mean it's interesting that you uh that you say end game because i am picturing uh thanos's uh <laughs> cabin on 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 this like far away and it's maybe like a it's like a bigger sort of like ranch style home yeah. um and you know it's on a huge plot of land um you can't see the neighbors uh it's so big there aren't even really fences um, it's hard to tell where his driveway ends and like the road <laughs> begins, you know? Yep. Uh, so like, he has it's, a couple it, of golden very... retrievers for sure. <laughs> 100%. Um, and I, I, I believe this, this Thanksgiving will be served outside on like picnic tables. Yeah. It's beautiful where he is. Cause I think like, you know, it's funny that we both like precogs and, uh, Thanos. Like, I think like <laughs> that both of them at the end. You know, when they yes. were retired to this area, they had gone through so much. And I feel yes. like Tingle, um, I, I'm, he has not lost his eccentricities. Like, he has not lost the thing that makes him Tingle, the thing that makes him, that every, like, the so lovable Nintendo's most beloved character. Um, but I think that he has just, like, been able to, uh, he's just mellowed. Like, he's been able to, like, harness that yeah. and find, and, like, put it into productive ways. Like, he is no longer like uh he no longer has the demons of his father with him anymore you know like he has yeah, put all of that behind him right there's no longer and, and you know t tingle there's always like a a tension between um is what he's doing embarrassing or is it liberating like uh you know it, 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 are his obsessions uh something to be celebrated or something to be derided right right um it's 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 it, it, it's it's a tough balance but i think uh, like another thing that Tingle is known for, uh, in addition to like his mapping, uh, is that it, he is constantly in search of rupees, right? Like this is one of the um, things from the Japan only like DS games. Uh, is you know Tingle likes rupees, um, so I think part of him inviting Donkey Kong and inviting Tom Nook is that he is seeing these other people who have an, an insatiable desire for their in-game currency, right? Donkey Kong is just going after bananas. Tom Nook is a bell fiend. You can't stop him from collecting them. I'm not sure why Baby Daisy is there. Is it possible? Because we don't really know much about um, Daisy. And so we sure. know even less about the genesis of Baby Daisy. And I'm wondering if it is possible that... Uh, not exactly this, but if there is like a... Uh, Daddy Warbucks slash Little Orphan Annie type scenario going on. Like, I wonder if Tingle has, like, welcomed Baby Daisy into his... Like, he's adopted her, basically. Sure. Okay, so this is a... a, a well, but it, d does she live at the uh, at Tingle's house in the country? Or is this him trying to, like... Uh, is this him uh, basically auditioning himself for role of father to the new generation <laughs> so, uh, in the form of Baby Daisy. And I'm totally okay with this, but does that mean that we need to come up with two 
one or two like Nintendo characters who are the social workers in this situation who are I think so. like figuring out <laughs> I think whether so. yeah. like Tingle. Okay, so I I love this. So Tingle is in his home in the country. He's invited Donkey Kong and Tom Nook, um, who are his friends because they have a shared interest in currency. Right. And he, this whole scenario is being set up as you know because the two social workers are coming with baby daisy and they're just making sure that like it's the final check to make sure that like tingle's house is a home that it would be safe to place a baby with yeah i i think that 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 is 100 percent the scenario who represents the uh the interests of the state in in placing baby daisy as a ward of tingle um, I, I think uh, it should it should be a team, right? There, there should be two of them. And I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be a traditional team. I don't think it has to be like Mario and Luigi, you know. Um, but I think one of them. I think we need um, some wisdom and some perspective here. Has got to be Peppy, the uh, rabbit from Star Fox. Oh my gosh, yeah, Peppy. I would trust Peppy's judgment on something like this, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think he needs to be there. I think he's done probably one too many of these cases. He's not going to be, uh, you know. Uh, blown away by any like showiness like i think he's going to respond well to uh the nice um sort of like humble uh existence that tingle has carved out for himself in the countryside who is the other social worker mark i mean i think can i pitch something bold Um, yeah because i think you need uh if 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 uh if peppy is the sort of like soft side there then also needs to be uh, uh, someone who is hard-nosed, who is not going to take any crap from anyone about anything. Uh, I think Samus Aran is the other social worker. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I think that's really, really good. Um, so we, we have still all the room in the world to, put, uh, to invite as many other people as possible. What other dimensions of Tingle's life does he need to highlight? Not, not just his... Because right now we've got this... Uh, his ability to accrue riches, right? Like on display with uh, having Donkey Kong and Tom Nook there. But uh, there are other elements of his personality that he wants to highlight um, uh, to impress Peppy and Samus Aran. Um, what are those What are those characteristics and who does he invite to highlight them? I mean, I think that Link and Tingle are really good friends because Tingle yes. has always been there for Link when he needed him. Um, whether Link knew it, or, knew it or not, and I feel like that's the marking of a really good friend. And yeah, it, and you know, and so it's it's just another side of Tingle that you don't really get to see that often. Yeah, Link Link is a solid all around character witness, right? Like that's he one hundred percent. That is perfect. Um, is is there anyone else that we need to have at this thing? It's it's starting to balloon. Like right, we've got uh, Tingle is going to be there. He Link. has the space and the time. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh, what is uh, one one of the Able sisters, Sable? Um, but basically, I think we need someone who is like Tingle's sartorial guide. So, like, they are friends through fashion. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, why not both? Why not Sable and Able? Yeah, perfect. Sable and Mabel. Mabel, yeah. Um, and also, like, you can't really invite Sable and not Mabel because Sable's not really comfortable talking to anyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Like, her her sister needs to talk for her. Uh, also, uh, let's uh, let's um, also invite their other sister, Label. Like, all of, they can all be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they kind of have a messy interpersonal drama, but they will keep they keep they'll keep the lid on for this Thanksgiving. 
Right. They they know to behave for this one. Uh, okay, so that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guests, and and then Tingle himself. That that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good Thanksgiving. Yeah, throw a couple dogs in there, and like that, you're busy. You're gonna be busy all day. Uh, do you think it works out for Tingle? He makes I, a pretty good impression. I here, think right? he makes a really good impression. I I uh, I have a lot of respect for Tingle. Um, I think he's gonna make. Uh, I'm kind of jealous for Baby Daisy. I think that's gonna be a great home to grow up in. Yeah, it's going to be supportive, right? Like she's going to be free to pursue whatever weird yeah. interest she has. Uh, he'll get involved. Like it's it, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> the the next scenario, scenario number four. Uh, this is Simon Belmont's castle in the midst of him suffering from Dracula's curse. Yeah, so this is like either you know between Castlevania and Castlevania Two, or it's after Castlevania Two. You got the kind of bad ending. Where right. he's eventually where he going to sort of languishes. Yes, he, eventually he's going to succumb to Dracula's curse. Maybe he killed Dracula, right. but one way or the other, like this dude is suffering. But he's also hosting Thanksgiving because that's what a Belmont does. That's right. Belmonts are a classy folk. They uh, understand the expectations put upon them. Mark, I think we're going to have to fill a banquet hall here. So let's <laughs> let's generate the random number. Uh, it is group number three. The following four guests will be in attendance at Simon Belmont's uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Drago from Ring Fit Adventure. Perfect. King DDD from, from Kirby. Brittany from, Pokemon, or from Pikmin 3. And Mayor Pauline uh, of uh, New Donk City. What is the dynamic here? I think like uh, for Drago, King DDD, and Mayor Pauline, um, they're probably like fairly used to castles or, you know, like they're yeah, used to sure. like finery. And so they, I think probably know each other just from being lords and ladies. Um, right. Like uh, they, when they go to some like regality convention, like they, they know each other from those. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> no, this is a harder one. Um, because she is a botanist, I believe. Uh, her, her training is in exploring other planets and in identifying things that you can eat. Um, also, she's way smaller than the rest of them, right? Everyone else is like at least normal human size. Drago is like 12 feet tall and like, you know, a ton and a half of just like pure cut muscle. Uh, and Brittany is, you know, maybe like two inches tall. Do you think it's possible that like Simon has, um, let's say that maybe he hasn't defeated Dracula yet. So he is calling okay. a meeting of the minds to be like, hey, I'm suffering from this curse. So Brittany, right. maybe her like botany skills, you can help like in a medicinal way. And so, but he doesn't even realize. Perhaps to weaponize garlic in a more molecular sort of way, right? That yeah. she can go in yep. and like break it down. Yep. And he's like, look, I know, I know Dracula hates the garlic. I know he does. Uh, but I just like, there's no way for me to fuse it with my, uh, with the ends of my whip. And she's like, oh, I'm small. I can get in there. I can really break it down. I can understand this. I can turn the garlic into juice and then like dip your whip. Yeah. In it. Like, yeah, we, we and got so, this. And so maybe that's the point of this whole thing is he's gathering people and he's like hey like i need Ulterior everybody's motives. help i need yeah. everybody and maybe simon belmont doesn't even realize that it's thanksgiving and everybody else is uh, coming over assuming hey like he invited us on the third thursday in november so it must be thanksgiving so they're gonna get there and he's gonna be like oh crap i have to like go out to get more ice or something 
He's just going to be wow, scrambling. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, let's let let's approach this in in two phases then, right? Uh, let's figure out who else he invites to uh, join his army uh, against the forces of Dracula, and then who does he invite last minute when he realizes he scheduled <laughs> this meeting for Thanksgiving yeah. and needs to actually throw a party. Okay. So other other warriors. I know we've already uh, included Link, but is it possible for us to include Link again? I think Link is somebody who's going to be invited to a lot of Thanksgiving, so I think he's used to it. He's a popular guy. I accidentally typed Lunk in our <laughs> document. Uh, I wouldn't normally share a typo on, on the podcast, but that one made me chuckle. Um, yeah, so L- Link is uh, an obvious no-brainer. This is a, a man who wields arrows of light. Um, you got to get him on your team for this. Oh, speaking of, uh, wh- what about um, Pitt? From Kid Icarus. Yeah, and Pitt has that like mystical, right, like godlike element to him too, which would be yes. super useful if you're going out up against the forces of evil. Who else can we uh, rope in here uh, as as part of uh, that that Simon Belmont was bringing on board? So uh, I wonder if we need the two kids from Zombie Ate My Neighbors. Um, because they, because sure, okay. they also have, let me see, uh, let me look up their names, but, uh, if they have names, cause they might not, <laughs> uh, but they <laughs> have experience. 3d glasses yeah. and has blonde hair. <laughs> they have experience with, um, the undead, which I think would be really useful, especially in like a modern context. Cause, cause clearly like Simon is able to conjure these people from multiple dimensions in time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, absolutely has to be uh a- a- able to do that um i'm al- i'm also trying to remember zeke um, and julie by the way zeke and julie yeah. that's so good um but yeah i mean just it, look you know for sure that there are zombies in uh sorry zeke and julie mm-hmm. zeke in- and- uh, there are for sure zombies in dracula's uh uh army so like they have experience taking them down uh that that that's perfect um, I'm I'm trying to. I think we need to pick a a tactician from a Fire Emblem game. This is maybe where we put Byleth in here, um, just because like you're gonna have to coordinate a lot of different people with different kinds of skills. Like this is gonna be a full. You know, Simon Belmont is good at uh, whipping monsters in the face, but like he's not gonna draw up a good battle plan, right? Right, right, and you know, like uh. Byleth would be really be able to collaborate with Brittany because Brittany, I think, has experience doing that as well, but on just like a yeah. more like micro scale. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Okay, so this is a this is a good the the lineup here for uh, who he invited uh, to try to take out, down Dracula. Our Drago from Ring Fit Adventure, who I, I guess we didn't re- discuss why he would be effective. The muscle at fighting. He's he's got so much muscle. Yeah, he's the tank. Um, King DDD, who is like a different kind of tank. Um, Brittany, uh, from Pikmin Three, Mayor Pauline, who now this is interesting because she's not really a fighter necessarily. Uh, what is her role in this, or is she someone? Is he someone? Or she someone that uh, Simon Belmont invites last minute when he realizes, uh, oh, I actually had to put on a party. I think because I think Pauline is the life of the party for sure, and I she think, brings the band. Yeah, yep, and I think Simon probably has like a thing for her too. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Uh, and then Link, Pitt, Zeke, and Julie from Zombies, A My Neighbors, and Byleth. Um, is Mayor Pauline like the only ingredient that uh, Belmont needed to like recruit in order to turn this like war council into a party? 
Is she it? I mean, is she that, a one person that, party? That feels right to me. And I think like Pauline like knows what's up. Like I think Simon calls her yeah. and is like, hey, I'm in like in a real tough spot. And she's I like, messed up. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. She's like, don't worry. I've got you. I'm going to be like 45 minutes late because I have to round some people up. Um, but like I will be there. And whatever happens like in an hour and a half, this will turn into a party. So she totally saves Simon Belmont's Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah, I that 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 that's great. Uh, man, what what a good. So uh, are they successful in uh putting together uh, a a elite strike tech task force to fight Dracula? Absolutely. I mean, does Simon Belmont eventually succumb to his curse? Yes, because it takes 100%. too long for him to do it. But they do defeat Dracula. <laughs> that's good. I'm 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 glad for that. Okay, we are moving on now. To scenario number five, our final scenario for the evening. It's the evening while we record this for the day, whenever you're listening to this. Um, this is uh, scenario number five, Cranky and Wrinkly Kong's houseboat, which is docked in Long Beach right next to the Queen Mary. <laughs> They're not supposed to be there, but they just like, they found a spot and they were like, this is where That's we're right. staying and nobody's going to tell us no. Right, they are not paying rent on that slip. They saw, look, there was like a Russian submarine that was parked there for a while as like a little bit of like a museum piece. <laughs> Maybe they just moved that. And while they were moving that out, the Kongs slid in and they were like, this is where we go now. Yep. It, this, uh, the submarine is called a scorpion. It's really cool and claustrophobic and it made me scared to go inside. Um, okay, Mark, we have two groups remaining. Um, should this... Should this just be both groups, or should we still select randomly one of them? Let's just go ahead and do both groups, and then we'll figure out a reason why they're all together, uh, Cranky and Wrinklies. Okay. So that means that the guest list for uh, Cranky Kong and Wrinkly Kong's Thanksgiving on their houseboat, which is, of course, <laughs> docked in Long Beach, next to the Queen Mary, is Hestu from Breath of the Wild, Mr. Wright from Link's Awakening, Linnebeck from The Phantom Hourglass, Agatha from Twilight Princess, Madame Couture from Tr uh, Triforce Heroes, Rusty from Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, The Bunny from Nintendo Badge Arcade, Captain Toad, Wart, and Fawful. Now, Mark, this is a, this is a big one. This is tough. Um, and I think this has kind of just got to be a classic, like, Thanksgiving hodgepodge. Uh, you know, that, like, there are no ulterior motives here. The, the Kongs are, uh, you know, new to living in the Long Beach area. And so they sort of just reached out to everyone in their Rolodex in like the SoCal area. And these are the people that showed up. Yeah. And but that doesn't mean that they don't have a great time, because I think uh, Cranky is like classic uh, grandpa where he puts on this face of being annoyed by everybody and that like he just wants to read his Louis L'Amour books. But that is not the case he is so happy to see all of these people he thinks that he, right. he like pretends that Hestu's annoying but no secretly he loves Hestu and and the maracas and stuff mm -hmm. i think also uh cranky ha can have a nice moment with rusty from rusty's real yes. deal baseball because you know they, they are both uh retired at the thing that they were very good at for mm -hmm. rusty that was playing baseball he wasn't really good at it he was pretty good at it <laughs> and then washed washed out after like a year um but, you know, he so he and Cranky have this sort of, uh, you know, shared experience of being good at something and then sort of retiring from it. Um, I think Linnebeck uh, would be good. This is the, the guy who uh, owns the boat that you ride around in. 
in uh, Phantom Hourglass. He can help them, uh, you know, uh, trick out the boat or, uh, you know, maybe they want to, like, take it out into, like, more open water. He can, like, help them, uh, you know, sail mm-hmm. it or pilot it or, or whatever they end up doing. Um, and then I think, uh, uh, so Wrinkly is a, a, a woman of letters, right? Like, she, she is a, a student. She's a librarian, maybe? Is that right? Yeah, or teacher, something like that. Yeah, some, some, yeah, teacher makes more sense. Um, I think that puts her like right in line with Mister Wright, um, who only his only characteristic really is having a uh, an ongoing pen palmanship with uh, a goat pretending to be a woman. Um, uh, and then also I th- I think Agatha, um, who is she's she's the bug girl from Twilight Princess, um, but that means that she is also very like carefully studied bugs. Um, so I think that she would get along with Wrinkly as well. And then ditto Madame Couture, who is a, a student of fashion, um, who would be able to connect with Wrinkly as well. It seems like they each have a couple different people they can r- relate to here. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I'm just imagining, yeah, like, you know, they're out on the slip, they're on the houseboat. It kind of spills out onto the dock. Maybe there's like grass in totally. front of it. They're just kind of like, having a good time a lot of these characters like you were saying um are kind of like older or a little bit like forgotten like wart and so i think they do kind of have a lot in common in spirit even if like the specifics are not i just imagine you know like a little bit of music playing from the boat everybody's out on the lawn it's like one of those nice like la six low 60 like afternoons Then maybe they're listening to the Bodyguard soundtrack because that's like the last movie that Cranky and Wrinkly saw in theaters before they were like, I'm not paying any that much money to go see movies anymore. Right. right. Uh, yeah. And, and I think uh, so Captain Toad is here, which means that there has to be like some element of adventure, like some, you know, little like field trip as, as part of it. I think they just uh, kick on over to the Queen Mary. They do tours. Yeah, for uh, sure. Every day. Like so. And Captain Toad can like have like there's a tour guide for sure but captain toad has this all this like extra information right <laughs> also <laughs> maybe he can't he, help but add it, maybe he's a little bit scared because the, the queen mary can be a little spooky at times absolutely yeah um and okay how the the only two characters that we don't have like quite worked into this yet are the bunny from nintendo badge arcade and fawful i think the bunny and rusty are probably a couple um okay yeah so I think like Cranky knows Rusty and then Bunny's just coming along because like it's a package deal. Right, right, right. Well, and like Bunny Bunny and Rusty both have experience like uh trying to it, it's again like sort of a, a hustle mentality, um, but almost more based in like the love of the hustle and mm-hmm. not really like pursuit of money, right? Right. Uh, and then Fawful, I don't know. I, I can't really wrap my head around Fawful. He's weird. You're, uh, Fawful's to, weird. You'll have to remind me, who is Fawful again? Fawful is a... Uh, he like he, He's from the Mario and Luigi uh, games. Um, he is a, a, a villain. He laughs a lot. He says, I have chortles. Um, he's green. He's got like... Oh, uh, I'm looking at a picture of him. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. He has like the glasses and like uh like swirls in With the eyes spiral. to like... Yeah. Yes, that way you know he's insane. Um, Doesn't really have a neck. Yeah, I actually just wonder if he's... Because he's like one of those minor villains where yep. like the... Uh, I guess I don't know the game that well, but just looking at him where it's like the threat is not that real. 
Like, you know, he's not that dangerous. And so it makes sense to me that he would run into Cranky somewhere and Cranky would see through that and just be like, I know that like inside you're like a good person. You also put up this front just like me. Um, so like in the I original know- Donkey Kong, when I was the villain, yeah, I think that, that, I think that and, and Wart and Fawful that like, that, that's why the three of them know each other is because they were all like villains together. They all came up at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. all doing villain clubs at the same time and like saw a lot of each other's, uh, villain open mics. Um, so like, yeah, they, they know each other from way back. It's been a long time. Yeah. But, like they're happy to spend time. And together. Wrinkly's like, just invite him. And Cranky's like, look, you're not going to know anybody, you know, a, a wart might show up, but other than that, you're not going to know anybody, but it, we're still going to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, th- okay. Th- this is great. Uh, is, is there anyone else? Is there anyone that we're missing here that needs to be in attendance here? I, I think this may be, uh, the perfect, uh, uh assemblage of, of people here. Yeah, weirdly, I think you're right. All right, uh, perfect. So just to review, um, at Cranky and Wrinkly Kong's houseboat, which is docked in Long Beach, right next to the Queen Mary, it's Hestu, Mr. Wright, Lindebeck, Agatha, Madame Couture, Rusty, the Bunny, Captain Toad, Wart, and Fawful. Uh, Mark, let's close this on out. Uh, that was super fun, but obviously we didn't go through every conceivable <laughs> Nintendo family uh, Thanksgiving. I don't think we said the word Mario once, um, <laughs> so may, may, maybe a weird omission. Uh, but if you have your own uh, fantastic Mario Thanksgiving scenarios to uh, pop our way, look, there's a, a still a week before Thanksgiving. You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo our theme music. It's provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes?
Campfire. <laughs>